Welcome to this week's edition of the Winning Edge podcast. Top class racing heads to Adelaide tomorrow with two Group 1s at Morpherville, including the weight for age Sangster Stakes over 1,200 metres for the girls. Leading local trainer Tony McAvoy has elected to scratch consistent Group 1 performer Sunlight, who was a clear leading hope in the market, leaving talented sprinter Spry the new favourite. She's trained by Gary Fraser at Hawkesbury, and we're joined by his son Jordan this morning. Thanks for coming on the show, Jordan. Hey, good morning, Brad. How are you? Good, mate. She's already a three-time Group 3 winner, but she's been so close at Group 1 level this time in. She probably won't get a much better chance in breaking through tomorrow, will she? No, tomorrow looks ideal, especially with uh, Sunlight not being there. It's insane, that she is probably a little bit unlucky not to have beaten Sunlight we two stars ago. And the other main danger in the market is Cool Passion, and they've sort of got the same form line Sprite and her with... Um, I think she won a trial against Sunlight, and they've both uh, been in races against White Moss recently. Yeah, I am. Um, in the all age, just I'm pretty sure. Yep. Pretty sure in the all age last night, uh, Cool Passion. So she's coming out good form line there. And what did you make of her running the Sapphire? It was a pretty hard hard task to win from back then. Uh, oh, look. Uh, the way the racing pack is, she's a victim of something. You know, she needs a bit of luck in running and Coolstra. We raced against Coolstra last year and sort of the same sort of result. Strung the field out. It's near impossible to make ground from where she was. And she's obviously a really good traveller. She's uh, started off in Sydney, went to Melbourne, back to Sydney, back to Melbourne and now Adelaide. Oh yeah, no, she's a great traveller. Not much really seems to worry her. And is her first time in Adelaide? First time in Adelaide, correct. And how long has she been down there for? Has she settled in pretty well? Uh, arrived at Morpherville Friday morning. Yeah, settled, settled straight in like she does. And what kind of work has she been doing? You, you, you ride her in all her work, don't you? Yeah, no, I ride her in probably all of her work. She uh, just had a couple of light days, had a bit uh, light sort of gallop around the course proper on Tuesday morning, just to get a few of the times. Did she work solo or with a mate? Uh, just on her own. And what's the weather like in Adelaide? There's been a few forecast showers. What's it like down there at the moment? Uh, there's, there's been a bit of rain about. I, I couldn't tell you exactly how much it's had, but it's, there's been plenty of wind around with it, so it's, I think we've missed most of the heavy sort of rain. And if, if the rain did come, she's well, her overall record's not, not great on, on heavy surfaces, one placing from seven, but she's not, not hopeless on rain-affected, is she? I'd prefer to be kicking off the day on a good four, but look, we've got to deal with whatever comes. But I know last winter in Brisbane, she had two two runs on a soft seven and a heavy eight in the Glen Logan and Dan River Stakes. Three four wide the trip over thirteen fifty, and she's you know only around two lengths off the winner. So I couldn't say she's hopeless in it. And she's drawing 15 to 15, but that seems to be better than drawing inside for her because she'll get back anyway. Oh, exactly right. Last thing she needs to do is get muddled up on the fence and never see daylight. At least from Barry 15, Ollie can sort of make up his own mind. If he's three wide with cover, it's not going to be the end of the world. And Ollie knows her well. He's ridden her in, in Melbourne and he also won the race in 2017 with Secret Agenda, so he's had a bit of success in Adelaide. Yeah, no, all he knows well, he's run plenty of times now, so that's a good association with 
And she seems to have a, a run of space. Is there a, a reason for that? Pardon? Uh, she seems to have her runs uh, quite significantly spaced, you know, three, four weeks between runs. Yeah, try, try keeping her at the 1,200 metres, trying to keep her a little bit fresher as possible. And she was only bought for $12,000, but with a win on Saturday, she'll get her career earnings up to uh, the million-dollar mark. It's a pretty good earner. Yeah, no, she's uh, been a good money spinner for connection, that's for sure. And the, the prize money in the race has been downgraded a little bit, so it's not, not, a, not a vintage shield this year, is it? Yeah, it's probably uh, on the weaker side of the field that has been for the last few years, that's for sure. But, you know, it's, it's still a group one at the end of the day, anyone could have lined up. Yep. And is tomorrow a grand final? Is there, is there another race you're going to set her for later on, or is, is she going to be peaking tomorrow? Uh, all going well after tomorrow. She will head to the Goodwood yep. in a fortnight's time. And obviously Queensland, she's been on for a, a few races there, including the Stradbroke. That probably off the cards or in the back of the mind still? Uh, it, I wouldn't say it's completely off the table, but it's probably unlikely. And with the Stradbroke uh, 1,400 metres, she's never never won beyond 1,200, but she's she's been competitive when she steps up past six furlongs. Yeah, no, she has. She's always given the feel that she'd run a strong seven furlongs. It, it tends to be having a bit of bad luck every time we get her to the mark and we just sort of change things and we're just training her strictly to be a sprinter and it's all, it's got us where we are now, so. And she obviously showed you a lot of, um, in, in the early stages, she kicked off her career in the wooden stakes, didn't she? So she's, she's always obviously shown you good ability. Yes, no, she's always shown a staff ability, but like, like these good feelings can be, it can be quite temperamental, and it takes a little bit of time. And, and the stable's last group one was back in 1999 with, um, in the Champagne Stakes with the Quick Star, so it's been a... And that was actually with Damien Oliver, Oliver aboard, a, a younger version of Ollie. Um, it's been a long time between drinks for the for the stable at Group 1 level. Yeah, no, it definitely has. Um, there's been plenty of highs and lows between them, but no, a bit of luck tomorrow. We'll turn back time. And, and the, the operation you run at Hawkesbury there is quite small. How many horses do you have in work? Uh, we probably have, uh, at any time, have numbers from 18 to 30-odd. And Sprite's got a 106 rating. Uh, the next highest in the state was 72. Does it, does it um, put more pressure on um, to to get her winning, or does it, is it make it easier for the state? Oh, oh yeah, it's a bit of both, really. It's, you know, it's always a stressful time having horses running these these types of races. But you know, at the end of the day, we've done everything we can. She's she's trying. She's ready. She's happy. She can't do any more, really. And what's your role in the stable? You had a short stint as a jockey some time ago, didn't you? Yeah, no, I rode um, amateur races for a while. Didn't have overly too many rides and go to too many meetings, but just, just a bit of fun and that's all it really was. And so you ride all the, all the horses in, in their track work uh, for the stable? Yeah, I ride plenty for the work for the Albina. For a while there I was riding a lot for the trials in him and... And I know you've, uh, Sprite's the only runner you've got 
on the weekend, but is there any other horses which might be flying under the radar out of the stable which punters could follow? Okay, mate. Beautiful. Well, good luck tomorrow with Sprite, and um, hope you can get that elusive Group One. Thanks, Dan.